Hi everyone this is Kushash Rishmali and welcome to WhatsApp Kush podcast in this episode i'm going to talk about my journey to vim what motivated me to start using vim you know and at what point of time i decided that i'm going to use vim as a part of my professional skill you know that what i want to learn and i want to go deeper into the vim ecosystem at what point of time it happened and what motivated me to do that okay so it's just going to be about the whole journey to vim and why i really love it okay but a few very important disclaimer points first i'm not doing a comparison between two editors which are totally different okay for example vim and vs code are totally different because vs code is a, having a special like very fancy graphical user interface which lets you do so many things okay and at same point of time vim is really fast compared to of course all the editors vim is really really fast but you can make it slower by installing lots and lots of plugins so that's really up to you but yeah i'm not doing the comparison here although i think i still did <laughs> just a minute back but okay please don't consider that as a comparison for you to decide whether you want to use vim or not okay even if i mention a point that is maybe you know in a in a in an advantage for vim and it is not for vs code or maybe vs code has a pro and uh, you know vim is having that as a con so it might happen but please don't consider that as a part of your decision list okay that why you should use vim it should always be up to your experimentation up to your comfort level it's if you're comfortable with vs code and if you're finding it like really efficient please go ahead and do it okay for some people notepad also works <laughs> so okay so yeah that's just one point i want to mention the second thing is i think i already mentioned it but again please don't take decision to switch to an editor by listening to others opinions okay like if i'm telling you that i started using vim and i really loved it then don't do that that you uninstall all the editors and you try using vim for 10 days and you see how it goes i don't think it's a really important decision like it's not even fair because it's not fair to yourself your efficiency everything because vim takes time for you to get comfortable with okay like it's going to take some time for you okay so please 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 give yourself some time please give yourself some space for you to learn vim efficiently okay because at some point of time it might happen if you are trying to do a drill that you you know you want to use vim for one month or so and you want to use you know only vim for all your work that you do and if, especially if you are in a job and if your manager asks you hey why did you not finish this job and you will like hey i was experimenting with vim and i don't know a lot of commands so it kind of you know made my work slower <laughs> that should not happen and don't blame it on me then okay so please 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 if you are comfortable with an editor already please keep using it and if you want to experiment something new you know meanwhile you whenever you want to try out something new even you are bored you can go and go and try vim okay that's for sure so that that was just part of the disclaimer but now let's talk about the journey okay how it all started off now i'm going to just touch upon this very briefly because it's not that important a point um but what used to happen is that whenever i used to install something on linux the, the distribution i had i always used to prefer command line because i don't know why it was really verbose for me to understand what the warnings are what the errors are because like for example if you're trying to install anaconda okay uh, through terminal okay like the whole command line uh, installation you will see that there are really important warnings that will raise you that hey you know you have to run conda init bash for example if you're having a different shell here then you have to do conda init zsh for example so these are like really important messages that you need to read and save for later maybe uh, for some graphical user interface the installers they still have it but i prefer using terminal okay for that so that's how it all began because i was mostly using terminal and i thought that okay uh one day i was watching some youtuber's video on how he developed a f- software okay for example 
and he was using vim okay and he was using it efficiently okay he like whenever he wanted to replace a word he would do it within seconds okay in the whole file and i know it's really simple with vs code like editors as well but i really loved the whole uh, you know configuration of his uh, ecosystem while he's working and all so i was you know just amused by it and i decided okay i want to give it a try as well so that's the whole point of me trying out vim i thought that okay what's this fancy thing about okay so i want to give it a try and want to see how it goes so that's where i started off using vim uh, mostly in my high school but i i think i properly started using it during my graduation years when i was coding more than what i was doing in the high school okay so yeah that's where i started using vim but it kind of was not that professional for me because i was still learning i was still doing a lot of stuff so vim was not always the you know i was not working or coding for 12 hours a day i don't even do it now but still like it's not that that i can say that hey i was really professional uh, on using vim i used to use it to you know even write diary <laughs> like daily uh, daily diary i used to write on my whole terminal like i used to open vim i used to, i used to write what i feel about things today so i used to use vim a lot but still not that professionally for coding or development okay so i was using vim for the purpose of text editor but not as a code editor okay so that's how it all it all started off so by the time of fourth year in my graduation i was still not professional with vim i still didn't get deeper into the whole vim usage part because i thought i know it enough to just use it okay it was good enough for me but what happened when i went to nvidia in the us and i saw so many developers using different kind of editors uh, <laughs> but there were only two vs code and vim I, i was just trying to be fair with other editors but no offense i just saw people using vs code or vim and uh, for those people who were using vim i went and talked to them you know can you show me your ecosystem like how do you work the whole workspace you have and like what do you prefer why do you use vim for example okay and he showed me like uh, why things are faster with vim why he prefers vim it's more like he is now comfortable with vim it's not about that vim is better and vs code cannot do this thing okay it was just that he has been using vim for so many years and it, uh, he has gotten comfortable with it and once you get comfortable with a thing it's really easy okay it gets easier for you to do things immediately okay so that's something he was doing and he was not really looking for a change so he was happy with vim that's what we can say so i really like the reasoning and all he was not you know against vs code or he was not against using any other editor the whole point is get the work done okay <laughs> so that's the whole point okay and i went to a person who was using vs code and it was beautiful because he was doing so so much debugging okay and vs code was really helpful in that so i kind of understood the whole difference that when people use vs code or when people might want to prefer vs code over vim which i don't want to mention here because it will make you biased towards one editor which i don't want to do right so uh, i decided okay you know i see so many people you know switching tabs within vim trying to split windows trying to do things okay you know copying pasting things like having a buffer having all of these things it was really crazy okay it was crazy i can tell you like there was one person with four monitors you know four vim windows in each on, on each monitor okay and with so many splits i can understand nobody does that deep like coding stuff but at you know if you will understand some day the pytorch code base you will see that there are so many uh, stuff like there's so much code into it that you want to read first and you know on the other monitor you want to write it or when you're porting something from here and there then you want to have something you know just okay this is um, written over here and this is written over here so you can just see both of these codes okay um and this is about monitors i know but still when he was using vim it was beautiful okay like from the far i could just saw okay this is a dream developer when, what i used to see on youtube videos and i'm being honest here i was that kind of a person who 
I think maybe I uh, was preferring appearance over everything. So I just, you know, from the far away, it looked like an intern came and saw a developer using three monitors with so many vim like splits, all uh, horizontal split, vertical split, doing lots of coding, typing a lot. It was crazy. And I kind of feel embarrassed whenever I think of it that it motivated me to start using Vim, but that's okay. That's the whole truth. So I decided that, okay, I want to do it as well one day and I want to feel comfortable while I do it. Like it's not about whether I want to switch to Vim or not, but I want to do it. I want to understand what's so special about Vim. So what I did was most of like, I decided, okay, whatever I do, I'm going to use Vim for that. Okay. So for example, if you're trying to copy something, I'm not going to use my mouse for it. Okay. I'm just going to stick to using Vim, but I, I was still, you know, really, I thought that I'm really smart. So I, <laughs> I went ahead and, you know, uh, took a look at someone's Vim configuration file. I installed it on my system and it was awesome. Okay. You can, you could hit command plus space, like, and it will open something for you, like the whole uh, file manager kind of view in the terminal. And you can just scroll through what, what file you want to open in some horizontal split. For example, it was easy. Okay. You could see everything. There was a nut tree plugin. There were so many plugins that I had installed. And one day the developer, like my mentor came to me and said, you know, Hey, can you show me what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So this is all that I'm doing. So there was some error that we were trying to resolve. He said, okay, let me take a look. So he just, so I just, you know, stood up and he, he sat on my chair and, you know, he started working on my system. So just when he opened Vim, he felt uncomfortable while using my configuration. And the reason I tell you why, because whenever you install some custom configurations, the keys, whatever the key mapping there is existing, like whatever the default key mapping is, if you change it to something else, the other person who is trying to work on your system for debugging stuff, for example, he will not be able to do it, right? Because he doesn't know what your custom key mappings are. So that's one lesson I got from there. And he told me, you know, generally you should not change key mappings. It's good for you as well, because when you're trying to do something on a server, let's say you want, you are trying to present something in a conference. Okay. And you're given a server. Okay. You can use this server SSH into it and try to, you know, show off whatever you've done, you know, run, run programs during the conference, for example, and you open Vim over there and you, you know, you hit command plus space and there's nothing getting opened. Then you realize, oh, oh damn, I don't have my configuration with me right now. Uh, or even, even if you have, you will not have enough time to install it on the system or maybe you don't have permissions to do it. So it's really important that you get used to the original Vim. Okay. Don't go for the awesome Vim configurations. That was a lesson I learned if you want to learn Vim properly. Okay. So I just decided, okay, whatever the existing commands are like with the default Vim, I'm going to stick to them. I'm not going to install some custom plugins to make it easier by some custom key mappings because that was not the good learning curve for me for like very personally for me. Okay. So that is one lesson I learned. Okay. I still remember his face, by the way, he was like, why is this not working? I'm like, Oh, sorry. Can you please press this instead of that? And he's like, you know, <laughs> why did you change the key mappings? Like, then I told him the reason Then you, you know, he kind of uh, taught me this lesson, which was really important in my life. So this thing happened. And the other reason that I stick, uh, that I'm kind of stuck to Vim now as well is that it's really fast. Okay. So just for information, I love terminal. Okay. I love using Linux at times. Okay. I also use windows by the way. I also use Mac. So I use all of the ecosystems, but I really love Vim. It's really fast. And the very important thing about Vim is that you can use it on any other system. Like for example, if I'm going to some 
some of my friends place and i don't have my system with me if i have his system there whether it's windows whether it's mac or whether it's uh, linux i can always install and use vim okay on windows you have windows terminal for example you can have ubuntu installed through w wsl for example on mac obviously you can use vim you can just to install vim on linux you of course have vim so vim is everywhere okay and that was a amazing part because you don't have to set up everything whenever you go so i do this a lot okay i change my distributions a lot uh, whenever i'm switching from one system to another uh, from like one system to another i usually switch from you know for example arch linux to manjaro or manjaro to mac mac to windows like i keep doing this all the time so it's really important for me that i am comfortable with one of the basic core editors that is vim okay and it helped me a lot so it just makes things faster for me when i'm switching so that's one of the reasons i do it okay so in this episode i know i talked about what uh, motivated me to start using vim how i you know how i saw someone using vim on three monitors and got motivated on trying it out okay and how my mentor came up to me and taught me this lesson of not having these custom configurations okay but here's a tip for you i know you have been trying to inspire yourself hey you know vim is a huge learning curve it's not just one day it's not just two days so you need some motivation okay i know and there's one suggestion that i have for you right now please 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 don't uh, be impatient in this journey okay for some people even after using 10 years okay vim is still a mystery because you can do so 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 many things with vim that you can't even imagine okay there are no limits every day there are new plugins for example every day every day there are new improvements okay so please don't get impatient with your learning skill this whole learning curve is of course exciting but at the same point of time it can get overwhelming if you are trying to visualize yourself being an expert in vim in you know let's say one month so it's not a thing that you can do in 30 days okay and even if you do kudos to you but still don't target it okay the second thing is if you're using a editor already like using an editor already please keep using it if you are feeling comfortable there's no point that you should you know instantly switch to something else whenever you want to whenever you think that the other thing is really efficient for you and you are kind of more comfortable now with that thing then you can professionally switch your work from vs code to vim for example okay but if something is working for you please 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 don't spoil that okay like keep doing that stuff keep doing your job what you are supposed to do and while you are like on the weekends you try out vim okay that really helps uh one suggestion that i have is uh, what i used to do personally is i used to vim use vim for everything okay as i mentioned before i used to use uh, vim for diary like whenever i had some feelings i wanted to write it down i don't open google docs i open vim i use some markdown formatting and i just you know type it on vim so uh it makes me more comfortable if i use vim for like longer and for something like really, really simple stuff so it just helps me because you know if you're using for example if you're playing guitar all day even if it's not the best tune but you will get comfortable with it at least you will know okay what it's all about so that's what i did with vim as a as well and it worked for me i hope if it motivates you and if you're going to try it out it works for you as well okay again please don't forget the disclaimers do not switch to vim based on my experiences but please try it out if you are excited after listening to my experience okay if you are curious what my whole vim ecosystem looks like let me know i would love to make a video on my youtube channel for that but for now this is all about vim and my journey okay in the next episode i'm going to talk about my 
affair with monitors okay my affair with linux i'm going to talk about my whole like love with the ecosystem of linux and why i keep switching from one distribution to another so that's one question i want to answer so many people have asked me this thing so i wanted to answer this question in the next episode so please stay tuned to this podcast i hope you enjoyed it hope you have a great week ahead take care everyone bye bye